such a pleasure and an honor to be in God's house this morning. I'll be doing the scripture reading this morning from Colossians 3 verses 1 through 25. And it says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put down the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and He lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he, give. he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representation of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they're watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work diligently at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Verse 25 and last. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for all the wrong, for the wrong you have done. For God, for God has no favorites. This is the word of the Lord.
begin to speak to it. Just come on over your mouth and let the spirit speak in the flow out of you. Christ, 
This is um, part five, and the subtitle is All Together. So last week, for those who weren't here or those who didn't have the capacity to join us, um, we were talking about putting on. But in order to put on, we had a lot of things that we have to take off. And this was a command that was given to the church for this is this is this wasn't for the unbeliever. The, all these things were from for the believer. So we were encouraged to take off hate, malice, hatred, and everything that wasn't of God. And as we were reminded that just like when we, we put on clothes, we were supposed to clothe ourselves with humbleness, meekness, mercy, goodness, all the things that represent God. So today we're going to continue um, from verse 12 to, to 17. And it's, it's in Colossians. Colossians 3, verse 12 to 17. And um, if I could have a volunteer reader... No, I have another scripture I want to read, if you don't mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And for those who are taking notes, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Thank you, thank you, sister. So we see there is a renewing of our mind that has to take place. And normally what we do, we, we want to back scripture with scripture. We want to make sure that we illuminate and we build on what we are taught. So because we were given this task um, to be raised with Christ, and the things that we have to put to death, and the things that we have to put on, um, we will know that because of the transfor transformational power of the Word of God, we are walking in love in action. There is nothing that we can accomplish alone in God. God had it so, so unique that no one person have all the fullness it is when we come together as a group, as an as a entity, that we are strengthened. Where one voice can sing, ten voices can sing even better. So it is that as we are involved um, in each other's lives, um, we were commanded to present our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So we know that God's standard is very high. Um, somebody was giving 
an analogy of what holy holiness look, looks like. And the analogy is like this. Just imagine you have a glass of filtered, clean, 100% water. Um, we had some chemists at, at the job that I work and they, we were talking about how, how the water has to be pure to make, mix, for, mix the formula. So just imagine we, the water is filtered 100% and you drop a micro drop of, forgive me, sewage into the glass of water. Is that water clean? Even though the volume of what is there to drink, with one drop, it will contaminate the whole glass. So it is that the Lord wants us to be holy, 100%. There must be nothing found that is not acceptable to Him. Because we are not going to be judged by one another's action. We are going to be only judged by God's holy, holy elect. And the, the thing about it, because of Jesus and what He has done for us, he even called us his elect. And as we read in, in verse 12 um, from Colossians 3, he gives us this, this, um, this title. He said, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. So as we, we notice, when we see the words here, therefore, it is something that is adding on to what we had already. So we, we had all of those things that we were doing, but the Lord said, put on this. For this reason, we need to put this on. And it, it's almost as if he's saying that we... When you have become strong, when you have overcome or overcame an issue, it is good to help your brothers and sisters. Because we realize we are all together in this. So when we see our brother and sister who are having an issue or struggle, we are not to judge one another. As the scripture says, not to lie to you, but we are supposed to encourage and lift that person up, knowing that we too at one point was at that place. Because we, we didn't accept Christ and become fully transformed. It, it says it's, it's a transformation that is a continual renewing of our mind. And when we do this transformation, when we put on all these attributes of God, we are indeed showing ourselves that, that it says to prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So realize that God is perfect. I know sometimes when bad things happen, we question God, we, we question God's divinity. We, 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 we so far as pointing at God and saying, God, why you make this thing happen to me? And the Lord is so gracious that He, he does still look at us with mercy. Because, you know, as Jesus said on the cross, he said, 
Father, forgive them because they know not what, we, what, what they do. And sometimes, in the emotion of what we're going through, we sometimes point fingers at God and say, God, why you allow this to happen? Why you allow, you allow that loved ones to pass on? And, and as I remember, I was thinking of my, my dear little friend, Miss Lee, somebody that I was really trying to reach for the Lord. And I just pray that somehow she accepted the Lord. But I saw that lady as somebody who was very courageous, very bold at that age. She, she taught me something about boldness. She, um, I remember when I was picking her on the road and um, she was going to the store. So I said, Miss Lee, how are you going to go to the store? You don't have a car. She said, no, I'm going out there and somebody is going to give me a ride. So I said, how do you know that? She said, I know. So because of her boldness, she was able to walk out on the road with her little bags and stuff, heading to the direction of where she wanted to go, looking expectationally for, for somebody to stop. And I, I remember she was so good that when she told me to meet her at 9 o'clock in the front of the complex, I got there at 9.01 and Miss Lee already left. So I saw her in the week and I said, Miss Lee, why you couldn't wait on me? No, I said 9 o'clock and when I didn't see you, I decided I had to go. <laughs> so, as it, we, we, we think about time and the things that we, we have to do. It is in the confidence in God. You know, as we think about walking and going where we are, what we ought to go, as long as we're walking in the will of God. Because if we're not walking in the will of the Lord, then we will have issues and a lot of struggles. Even if we're walking in His will also, we'll still have the struggles. We'll, we'll still be looking and what this thing is. So let's go back to, to Holy because he, he, he was mentioning in the Word as the elect of God, Holy. And how can we explain the holiness of God if we haven't tasted and seen the fullness of the Lord? And in our lives, we can ex we can experience the revelation of His holiness in worship. When His presence enters our lives, or or sometimes it's not even we can't even determine the time when the Lord is going to show up. When He shows up, He says, "I am holy." There are always this profound presence. Of his holiness, even the angels fly around him and say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, who, who is and who is to come. And when he even appeared to, to Moses, he says, Take off your, your sandals or your shoes because where you stand is holy. So the holiness of God represents his presence, and we are so thankful for, for the presence of the Lord. And as we think about who are the elect of God, His chosen and singled out person. And the Lord has chosen us and singled us out to be His 
representative. And as we see in, in Titus 1 verse 1, the King John Version says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth, which is after godliness. So Paul, being a servant, we, we, we can see Paul as one of God's elect. But Paul didn't even put the word apostle before service. I know sometimes when we we go to some assemblies or some churches, they usually call the, the bishop or the man of God, but they put the title before the man. And, and Paul said, no, I'm going to put the man before the title. I, I am Paul, a servant of God. And you see, all, all of this that Colossians is, is, is challenging us is to remember that we are servants. Remember that we are not higher than the other person. That we are remember that we are here to serve each other. Because this word is for everybody in that setting. And for us who even weren't there, it applies to us even now. Because we look on and sometimes think that we are higher than others or think that we are better than others or think that somehow we have achieved this righteousness. Somehow we are beyond God's approach or we are beyond God's rebuke. But no, he said we are supposed to consider ourselves very low as a servant. You know, when we go to the restaurants and when we go to places to eat or places where somebody has to serve us, we are always have to remember of the humility that that person is doing their best to give us a service. And we are also remindful, remembering to, to treat them kindly, to give them a, a tip if we are able to and not to to hold back because they are doing a service and it's it's a job that they are being back and to and fro and sometimes persons uh, treat them hard and we know that that will also displease the Lord the Lord don't like that he don't want us to to treat people with disrespect but then we are to be as verse 13 says we are we must be forbearing with one another and forgiving one another if any man has a quarrel against, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do it. So we see that we too, if there is any differences or anything that we have to work out, we must be mindful to enter and bear with each other. Because we are all in this thing together. And then verse 14 was so, so remarkable because it says, And over all these virtues, Put on love. And all we know what love does. Love binds everything together in perfect unity. Because the Lord wants us to be unified in a way that when we move, His Spirit will move with us because of the unity. It, it is so nice when we, we can see and fellowship with each other, when we can embrace each other, knowing that we are moving to perfection. Yes, we're going to have arguments because the Lord knows this. The Lord knows that we're going to have disagreements. 
But he, but he gave us the mandate that to, we must forgive each other just as the Lord forgave us. And we know that we all need the Lord's forgiveness. So verse 15 says now, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members, so we notice he didn't say since as one member. He said since as members of one body, you were called to peace. So we know peace is something that we, we, we want to have in our dwelling. We want to make sure that we live peaceful with men. And as the Bible says, we're not supposed to owe anybody nothing but to love him. So we, we want to make sure that we have peace. And then it says, we must be thankful of this peace that the Lord has given us. Because guess what? Because we have this message of Christ to bring to the world, they, they always say, how can we know that they are of God? Because we love each other just as God loves us. Then verse 15 says, verse 16 says, sorry, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the, from the Spirit. Singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And we know that, that that's what we experience this morning. We are singing to God with gratitude. We are singing. We are blessing each other. It's almost like when we are doing this thing together, the Spirit of the Lord shows up and the, the, the place is filled with His presence. And we are so thankful for His presence. Then it says, and whatever you do, whether in word or, or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we know that we, we are putting on all his virtues. We are being challenged as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved. And as we, as we think about even the, the, the relationship that we have with our friends and family, how we have those that, when we think about them, we think about all this nice feeling of emotion. Oh, that person, Uncle So, and you know, Auntie So, that's such a good... I remember I had an aunt, and um, that aunt never yet preached Christ to me when she came to the house. But what was so profound, she had the most gentle spirit. She was so patient. She was so humble in what she was doing. She always was so loving to us. And I tell you, when, when, when she passed, um, it was so, it was, it was a hard time because I remember she actually died in my arms. And it, it, it was as if she knew that she was going to die because she said to me, she said, Kirk, um, I don't feel too well, but do something for me. Um, go in the kitchen and make some tea for me. I said, yes, auntie. And I tell her, as soon as I ran in the kitchen and I made the tea and I came out, I saw her sitting down and she was slumping down. And then there was this thing that gripped my heart like a, a small fear. I said, oh my God, 
that don't look good. So I, I ran across the street and I saw this, this nurse friend of mine, Miss Stuart. I tell her, man, that's, she's another God blessing here, man. That lady, oh my God. I tell you, when you think about persons who are walking humility, that lady is full of humility. So Miss Stuart came across, she put on her, uh, I think they call it a duster, and she wrapped up herself and she came outside. And, um, you know, she went to bed early, so it was a good thing I, I caught her because it was a Saturday evening and she was going to church tomorrow. So she, you know, she go, go to church early and she get ready early. So Miss Stuart came, came over the house and she said, oh, Kirk, is that your aunt? I said, yes. And she said, what's wrong? I said, oh, Miss Stuart, I don't know. She said she wasn't feeling good and she, she slumped over. And she said, all right, hear what? It's best for you to bring her to the to the hospital. So I, I saw a taxi and I called the taxi and the taxi came over. And um, I saw some friends that said, hey guys, help me carry my auntie to the car. And for some reason they they, 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 they were kind of shrinking back because they felt like, oh no, she don't look right. But anyway, she got to the car and um, I had her, her head on my lap and I said, Auntie, Auntie, talk to me, talk to me. And I was crying, I said, Auntie, please, please, talk to me, man. Then that moment, her felt, I felt her body just dropped. I said, oh my God, and Auntie's passed. So I sat in the car and waited until we reached the hospital and then I uh, told the guys, hey, my heart don't feel well. And they said, okay, let's get a stretcher and get a stretcher and then, um, you know. They went into the, the, the room and said, okay, stay here. And I stayed there and I kind of know that, man, she really gone, you know. But then I was reminded that this woman served the Lord. That this woman was a faithful, one of God's faithful elect. So... Even though I was always mourning, there was a confidence that came over me to say, wow, this woman. I know sometimes we, we can look at a person and say, no man, this person is, is really with God. You know, absent in the body and present with the Lord. So it is that the Lord wants us to, to live this way because we never know the moment or the time or what will happen. He wants us to to make this message of Christ dwell in us so richly. And I will always remember my aunt for walking in, in that character of God. She, she had all the requirements. She was dearly beloved by everybody. She had a lot of compassion. She was always kind. She was so humble. She, she was so gentle as a dove. And she was always patient. And she, she got all of God's requirement in verse 12. So I know that, wow, this lady is such a blessing. And I remember, I was just observing, watching her, how she deal with people, how she deal with her family, how she dealt with her, her kids. And she was always the same with everybody. So it is that the Lord is watching us. Because all of these things that he, 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 he wants us to put on, is some of it we, we can't see physically by looking at a person. It is by observation that we can see their reaction to a situation. 
she was always so thankful. That lady gave thanks and I didn't understand it because she was not wealthy. She had a little job and, and I think she, she did some days work every now and again. But the lady was always singing. She was always singing, I tell you. And as I remember my aunt, uh, I said, wow. How can you be singing and giving God thanks? When you don't have much. She, she knew something that we don't. She knew that God was real. And she experienced God. I mean, I, I, it, it was such a pleasure when she came to visit. When she came to visit and she started to sing. We, at the time, we couldn't explain it. But we felt so good to be around her. She, she, was, she was a walking testimony of God's goodness. And she was always happy. She was, hey, that lady never had a, a negative word about anybody. Even though we said, Auntie, you don't see that man? Like, we, we said, we, we, we thought she was like naive, but she was not, she was like, no, no, just pray for them. It, it will be okay. And, but I tell you, man, there was something about her, her, her presence when she came to visit. When she hugged us, man, it felt as if it was an extension of God's arms wrapping around us. And she will always remember to pray for us when she left. So it is that that's how the Lord wants us to live with each other. He wants us to be gracious to each other. He wants us to, to embrace His goodness. Because as, as we mentioned before, there are a lot of persons out there who are hopeless. There are a lot of persons who don't think God exists or they, they are giving up. They, they can't see any change and that's the lie of the enemy. The enemy wants to, to blind their eyes to see the light. Because he knows once we have experienced this light and experienced God's goodness, we can never be the same. We can never be the same. And that was years ago uh, when I was, um, was, was a teenager. But thank God that there are persons out there praying for me too. And it, it does happen like that. When persons praying for you and they share with God's love, somehow my eyes open up to God's goodness. And he's encouraged us not to give up on people when they seem to walk away or when they, you know, when they're probably rejecting us. It's just the enemy trying to not put on the inevitable of not allowing them to come into the kingdom. Because verse 17 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to the Father through Him. 
And we're so thankful of Jesus because when we think about even the requirements that he, he, how he lived his life, we can see Jesus in all of this. He was compassionate. Jesus was kind. He was humble. He was gentle. And he had patience. That's the patience that we need to have to, to know that because sometimes we are looking for the, the supernatural miracle today. Uh, as we come together as a body of believers, um, we are not to be discouraged. We must try to also maintain that what we're doing, we're doing for the Lord. Because sometimes when I, when I sit up the chairs and, and I look and I say, Lord, you know, you're going to fill this place. And the, and the, Lord, the Lord wants us to be uh, consistent. He doesn't want us to, to follow our emotions because our emotions can trick us and tell us that he's not there. That, that is the, the enemy wants to, to tell you that he's not there and God is not good and he's not going to provide. And what what saints you're showing your tithes and offering, you know, see, you have another bill that come up. The, the bill will come, but the goodness of God will always be there. And for those those who are listening and those who are challenged, we pray that this word will challenge you to know that God is good. Because it said, and all and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And, I, and as I think about doing a, uh, when you're making a mixture, it's the, the love that will bind all the ingredients together. So, for those who haven't yet known the Lord, we pray that your heart will be touched and challenged to, to know that God is. And for those who know the Lord, we are reminding you that to hold on. Because if we think about it, there is nothing else out there. There is no experience that can, ex can bring you to a place of knowing the Lord. It says, taste and see the goodness of God. And we know that God is good. We know that His love as a good, good Father is so, is so amazing. So Lord, we thank you. The God of love, the God of compassion, the forgiving God, be with us this week. May your light shine upon us, God, in a way that we would see you in every situation. May we see you, Father, in the good. So I bless you this morning, those who are listening to my voice. I bless you this morning that God himself will be with you this week. That you will experience him in every way, shape, and form that you will see his love you will feel his embrace and you will know his provision and his sustenance so walk today knowing that god is with you have a great week
Patiently await your 